Dum-dum-dum. I might be wrong, but I think it might I think this is episode 70. I may be wrong, it might be 69. But pretty, pretty impressive. Right. So Shane, let's talk about today. Let's talk about prepping for comps. Let's talk about um competitions, how you can prep for those kind of events that are non-standardized. So say for instance, you've got like a well, nothing standardized in strongman, is it really? But Say, for instance, you've got a log, a 260 deadlift, a 110 log, and then you have something like, say, you know, like, say, for instance, the 105 lads at the weekend, they've got, like, rocket squat, 280 for reps. Like, yeah. Like, how, how would you, how would you, pre- or, 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 like, think it, thinking, like, the, the 105 comp at the weekend, that looked great. Um, like, there's some events there that as a coach that you prep people for and it's just fucking hard to get like, to cover like absolutely all bases, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, and prepare. Yeah, like that, that comp, for example, for those of you in the UK is 105, they didn't don't follow it. Like a press medley and had two kegs and then two axles, then a yoke press. So even there in one event, <clears throat> you've got... Um, to break it down into kegs, axles, and a yoke press, aren't you? So that adds three press things into your program. And then, um, you know, obviously, with the, I think it was a seven or eight event comp, so they had, like, yoke as well uh, and all this stuff. So it can be definitely hard to manage. Um, I think most stuff in that, pretty much everything in that comp, I would say is a fairly standard thing, though. Like, I don't, I assume you meant like maybe like loading medleys where you've got like, like they kind of get a world, they get told four random objects, you don't even know what it is. Like, how do you prep for that kind of thing? Is that more what you were getting at? I just mean like, say for instance, like, um, like say, say rocket squat, for instance. So like guys getting like yeah. high double figures on that. Um and yeah, well, whereas people- with a squat like that, we didn't know what the frame looked like until the day. And um, that was a bit of a, a unique sell because it was basically a car deadlift frame with a squat attachment on. It was pretty cool. Uh, but all we did really is we just got you. I, I know that unless they get the weight wrong, usually squat events tend to be high reps. Um, so I trained my guys in sets of 10, basically. I got them squatting sets of 10 in knee wraps um, just so that they had that base there to push once they got past. You know, instead of training it to like a max squat, a peaking squat, it's yeah. not going to allow you to... Cause there's, there's, there's a difference between being able to do that squat. For, I think Dean, who I trained, got 19 reps. I can't remember how many Scott got, but I imagine it was probably, you know, above 15 so there's a difference between being able to do that many reps and being able to recover from it and go into the next event and if you train your squat to a max you might still get a similar amount of reps but afterwards you're going to be legs are going to be jelly you're going to feel sick lightheaded etc and then it could affect the performance on the next event so for a squat event i tend to just get my guys squatting uncomfortably you know getting out of that to the point where they want to rack the bar then doing a few more and then getting used to recovering after that as well yeah 
And I suppose the thing that I'm getting at is like, you might look at like say cert certain events or whatever that come out in a comp and you might be, um, you've just got to remember to, that, say for instance, if you got, um, like say someone might, might look at that and think, right, 280 squat for reps and think, oh God, my max is only whatever. Like um, it, it, might, it might be too heavy for me. Is that what it was advertised at, 280? 280, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that isn't a 19 rep squat event, is it? Uh, when, you, when, you, when you read it anyway, you don't, you don't think people are going to get 19, do you? That's the same with, with car frames and squat frames. I always think, unless the organisers cocked it, it's going to be high reps because they just, all, they just usually always are. Uh, by the time you take into account the frame and everything, it might be 280 of weight, but it's probably knocked down to like 180 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so I, I think an, an important point from a preparation standpoint is actually with, with like a lot of strongman events, you need to like, even though you, you, you might say have like the main goal, what you're aiming for, like a certain rep range or whatever, like I think there's a lot of value in actually prepping for the kind of unexpected you know like say for instance if you think say you do say you're doing a comp and you think oh it's going to be a rep fest like actually just being prepared in there for for like say a heavy double or a heavy heavy triple like if you turn up on the day and and an implement's like oh 10 kilos heavier on like say a deadlift or a squat like be prepared for that if you pair if you're preparing for something you know that it's going to be really really heavy for you like Always have in the back of your mind, like, are you prepared? Like, what if it's 10, 20% lighter on the day? Um, have you got the... Because like like we've talked about quite a lot in terms of um, strongman events, like at the seminars and stuff, we're, we're actually demonstrating to people that, that technique isn't necessarily constant, is it? Technique depends on whether you're doing... Like, say, for instance, on a moving event, it, your technique might be different to a... 40 meter heavy to it's going to be very different to a 15 meter moderate weight is going to be very different to a 20 meter sprint like there's so many different techniques and so many different intricacies and variables and stuff so even though like say for instance an example for me shane is like i've got a comp coming up with um 280 frame for 20 meters and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a like a bit of a mind fuck to to train for really because like if my grip's good enough I'm going to be like I should get decent points at it because I'll be fast at moving but my grip might not be good enough it might be like a map like it might be like actually a grip event for me it might be if it was a low pickup it might actually be like a deadlift and pickup strength event like there's so many kind of yeah, that, that specific frame is going to determine yeah. what it is for you, isn't it? Because you get them wide frames and, uh, you know, some people <clears throat> can be like, for example, I've got quite a lot of lads training for England and they've got a 340 frame. Yeah, and a lot super of them, wide, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of them have been smashing it in training and a few of them this last week have been like, well, I'm going to go try the comp, like a comp replica frame. Yeah. And then they messaged me like, I can only just pick it up, Shane. Like, I wasn't even thinking about the pickup 
you know, before it was just the grip and the moving, but then they've gone to pick it up and they're like, fuck, like it's a hard pickup. So suddenly the dynamic of like how you're going to focus, the way you're going to focus your training is going to change slightly, isn't it? Um, and again, if you don't know what that frame is going to be on the day, then making sure that you're ticking off a couple of extra uh, things in your training so that you're prepared for anything, you're not going to get that shock on the day. Because that's what that's what fucks people as well is they turn up on the day and they start warming up and they do a couple of frame pickups and they get in their head like, oh, it's wider than my training frame. It feels harder. The handles are this, the yeah. handles are that. You know, and then suddenly you've taught yourself out of it before you've even started. So if you are prepared for, I've got a frame, I'm not sure what it is, so I'm going to do a couple of steps here, then I'm going to do a couple of pickups with the wider frame just in case. And you do that, it's going to work. Obviously, I know everyone, not everyone has the luxury of having access to a lot of kit, but some of strength sells those frame attachments, don't they? So if it's frame, you know, you can get a simple thing like an attachment where you can adjust the width of your frame, be prepared for all scenarios. And again, it's not gonna it's not gonna be that often in strongman really where you're gonna know exactly what everything's gonna be be like, is it, Josh? You, you know, you, you turn up the yokes different. Uh, some yokes feel nice, some yokes feel hard. Um, so again, make make your training um, account for that, and, and then you'll you'll be less shocked on the day and be prepared for everything. Yeah, and like like you said, like some people aren't blessed with having like training provisions and stuff, but be smart. Think of like, if you're, if you coach, listen to this and you coach yourself, like, and prepare yourself for your comps, like just think how you can add constraints to, to change up the dynamic a little bit. So say for instance, if you, if you, you, you train on a frame and you, you feel like an animal on the pickup, but then your grips tax, like why, why don't you do, try some uh, deficit pickups, like stand on a couple of blocks and do some, do some pickup work for, for lower. So then you're not caught out when you're, go to a comp and the, the frame's a little bit lower. Um, can you, can you add, could you add a l- little bit of a training session where you do um, three pickups before you do your 20 meter run? So you, you bias in your progression in terms of pickup development. Could you add in like a grip hold at the end? So you do your 20 meters, you, you're still doing the speed with the same intent, you're timing it, but then you, you bias in a bit of development towards the grip at the end. Could you do some like super maximal stuff where, like I did the other day, for instance, um, I went up to 281 frame and I did like about 12 meters with it. And then part of the thing for me was like, fuck me, 280 felt pretty heavy. Um, So to train myself neurologically, I strapped up and did a set of 280 for 20 meters strapped and then 301 for 20 meters strapped. And um, with a view to just basically getting my body used to moving while stabilizing that load um, with a view to like neck, like say this week's training, hopefully like picking up 220, 40 isn't going to feel like my positions are going to be, are going to be better because I've like ironed them out with the, the heavy, heavy load, if you will. Um, but yeah, the, the, there are so like, so many constraints that you can that you can just add and be creative with your with your training if um just to prepare for these these scenarios like we said um a couple of months ago we did that um the comp at yorkshire with like the the car that that was a pra- that was a prime example of that comp right on paper we've talked about it before actually it was oh, the like, car 
Yeah, yeah, it was like, it was brilliant. I actually picked that comp because I thought, you know, this is a good measure. There's nothing that you can't prepare for. Uh, and it's a good measure of how I've done on the, how I've progressed on the staples, the one at Yorkshire, Rotherham. And it was stiff bar deadlift. It was log for reps. It was frame carry. It was yoke. And it was stone over yoke. But like I've said before, it was a, it was a, um, the yoke felt much heavier to me than it, than it was. Uh, it was 300 yoke. To me, if I um, put it this way, I moved like it was a, and my time was like equivalent to what it'd be on a 340 yoke. I didn't feel that heavy for me, like I was getting crushed or anything, but it just felt slow, like I couldn't step out. And it was, my timing was similar to 340. Um, the frame carry was like for me, again, because not used to the balance point or whatever, it just it felt, felt like maximal. It felt as difficult as that 300 did the other day, actually, with straps. Um, and then the stone, like loads of people got caught out with that uh, because it was like dusty and covered in shit or whatever. It was like 140, 145 stone or whatever. And um, and people are like, oh god, oh my tacky's not working. Oh, this is this is shit. But but again, all those kind of oh, and the log was like a big fifth fourteen inch diameter or whatever. Um, That's a fucking log. But 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 all all those kind of things where I heard like people warming up and whispering, like you know, you hear stuff in the background, like people saying, oh god, this this is oh my, my kit's different or whatever. Like I was thinking. The more that happens and the more I hear those things at comps, the more I think I'm going to do better because I feel like I, it's important to me to try and prepare for all those scenarios. So yoke, I'll stick to my, I'll do my yoke program, but then sometimes I might just throw in like a, a ridiculously heavy one or a ridiculously light one or a ridiculously high distance one or um, yeah, I don't think like it's a good thing as well to most gyms that you train strong in, you usually have a couple of sets of uh, <clears throat> things like farmers and stuff. And you go to these gyms and people are like, oh, that's they're the hard farmers, them ones. Use those ones, they're good for grip. There. Well, you know, just plan it in like some days train the hard farmers, yeah, you know, and use them as a <clears throat> progression point as well. Just give them their own little PB list in your head. Don't think, oh, I'm miles away from my other farmers have a hard farmer's pb and a, and a normal farmer's pb yeah and don't be shy to to and you can you can do that with anything like some stones are slightly bigger diameter and you know so so just don't get disheartened like some, someone said to me once oh I, i'm pissed off i couldn't load 140 because it was it just felt bigger it was a bigger stone than my 140 and i just couldn't get to it like don't sweat it it's not got weaker like it's uh just a bigger diameter stone and perhaps we need to work on a bit of positioning or something that you need to alter when you use the larger demo. It doesn't mean that you go, oh, I'm not using that one again. You know, it should be more of a sign that you need to practice it, if, if anything. Yeah. But it's almost like, um, kind of, like, like I almost think like, a, uh, in terms of variations and stuff, like a conjugate method, uh, in terms of like cycling main variations, you know, like say you, you look at like say Louis Simmons and they'll have like say fucking uh, all the different deadlift variations, banded 12 inch block pulls, band uh, against chains, and they'll have all the, the, the they'll be constantly trying to 
beat beat the progress on the the five rep max from chair three rep max like all the different yeah. variations rather than feeling like oh I'm doing a I'm doing this variation at a comp I deadlift to 280 from the floor so I should be able to do x amount with this like like actually just like Shane says give, give everything so give give everything its own own measure and just make sure that your variation that you're training with consistently is progressing like um don't be don't be going to comps and thinking oh fucking hell like I've, I must have got weaker because you haven't done quite as well as your expectation because you're using different kit like actually just treat it as its own exercise that yeah you're preparing via the thing that you can measure consistently. Yeah, so uh, I think people sometimes get too emotionally attached to numbers yeah. and uh, feel like if they're not doing a certain number, they're not getting a change or progressing forward, whereas your body doesn't know that it's doing one to 10 farmers or 130 farmers. If the farmer's handles and the setup is stressing you more with the lighter weight, you know, your body might make better adaptions and changes from the harder set of farmers at a lighter weight than it does at the nice set of farmers at heavier weight. So if you just fixate on the number and not what response your body's being told, then you're always going to be a bit disappointed because if you're expecting 130 for 20 meters and you only get 110, but once you get to the end of the 20 meters, the bars peel out your hands, you're fighting and you're really like stressing your grip, you know, your body's going to get stronger, isn't it? And then when you go back to your good set of farmers, you might be able to hit a PB, but you've only been training at, you know, 80% of your max because of the, the difficulty of the farmers and then you've ended up improving maximally on that uh that, that better variation with less weight so there's, there's definitely benefits to it it's like training shit yolks we used to i used to train a shit yolk we didn't know it was a shit yolk so when i first started training yolk it was a wobbly shoddy yolk but it was just my yolk so we got really good on it and every single time we went to comps we were like fucking hell this feels like 40 kilos lighter than what i was expecting because it was a better yoke. So, again, um, you don't need to compare these numbers. If your kit's hard or you've got hard kit, don't get attached to the number. and just, just put in the work. And on the day of competing, everybody's using the same kit, so everybody's in the same boat. And it's who's going to express their strength the best on, on them items at that specific time. Yeah. So, to reiterate what you've said, like, the emotional attachment's important. Like, you just need to manage your expectations and like like uh, like Shane's just said, if you put the, your next competition that's got whatever 120 farmers in and you're fucking smoking 120 farmers in training and your grip isn't an issue, this 120 farmers at the comp, if you haven't had access to it to train on that specific kit, put it in its own box. It might be easy, it might be light, whatever. Put it in it, put it, put it in its own box and train. Take a note of what they are, what brand they are, and stuff, and then make up this kind of make 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 all this make this giant spreadsheet in your head of all these different pieces of kit that you've experienced. Cool, right? Let's wrap it up there. Nice one, Shane. Peace out, motherfucker. Take care. Peace.